Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on KDM and KNMO. Mike Harbin back with you. Thanks for joining us one night later than usual for our Nevada Tiger Talk program. Again, uh, because of the uh, conflict with Nevada Lady Tiger basketball, playing a makeup date last night against Cassville. We pushed it back one day, but uh, happy to get the program in. We have the night free tonight, and uh, things get busy again coming up tomorrow. Now being joined by Lady Tiger basketball coach Blake Cowarth, probably still basking in uh, a big win last night that uh, – Blake obviously clinched uh, not your total goal, but you're you're part way there with that Big A Conference Championship. You clinched at least a share, but you've also clinched a berth in the Big A Championship game on Monday. So a big night for you and your Lady Tigers. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're walking in the right direction, Mike. And so uh, to start that off, yeah, last night uh, not a lot of sleep. Uh, I did. I, I got myself settled down, and uh, then I was back awake at 2 a.m. So that's that's when I actually went back and, and rewatched. It was at 2 a.m. this morning. So uh, uh, yeah, our, our girls, Mike, my, my gosh, they are they're in the right spot. And you know, the Big Eight uh, West Championship, it, it's ours for the taking, and it's right there in front of us. And uh, our girls know that. Uh, and it was nice last night too to be in a position where. I could set my starters uh, with only having one day between between games. That's crucial for recovery and resting. And so um, it was nice to, to have that opportunity. But then again, it's nice to be able for those young players to get that experience in the varsity speed because they did play against Castville starters mm-hmm. and, and upperclassmen. And so they need that. And you saw they were out of position. We were a step behind. And so, uh, you know, we picked up some silly fouls there in the fourth quarter. But once again, that's the stuff that they got to see and play against. And, and, you know, that's just hats off to our girls, uh, you know, our, our, our true uh, starting varsity girls and Katie J for putting us in that position. So, uh, yeah, last night, Mike, it, one, it was great to get back in the win column after a tough one in the Clinton tournament. However, um, you know, that was that was big for us to be 5-0 and in conference right now and, and taking the step, one more step forward uh, and reaching our goal of being conference champs this year. The uh, win was 53-26 over Cassville last night. A Cassville team that did come in at 12-10 and 10, uh, had benefited from a, a smaller school schedule at the beginning of the year. They got into conference play. They were 2-3 and three coming in and, and left 2-4 and four as they finished up their Big 8 West play. But a team that possessed a lot of size. And so we talked about that uh, on pregame uh, last night. So for the most part, your team handled that pretty well and uh, still able to get to the bucket. Uh, didn't make every layup, but got to the bucket. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that last night, and you pointed it out and, and watching it this morning, uh, watching it back, was you had a great point of they're just touching the ball, and, and we gotta be we got to be stronger with it. Uh, and a lot of that did come from uh, those girls being taller. Uh, the, the thing that stood out to me was Bailey and, and Katie. They were in there battling, absolutely, and the height uh, disadvantage was there. But when they were bringing it down, their arms were so extended that those other, you know, uh, the uh, Morris girl and Seymour girl, they were able to just touch it. And, you are you know, when your arms are extended, you're weak at that mm-hmm. position. And so uh, that was something for us to, nice, to, for us to see and, and nice to see so that way we can work on it. That's definitely something that we're going to work on today in practice. Uh, it is something to um, represent that. And so that way our girls can see immediately, just bring it under the chin and be strong with it. Uh, and then layups, you know, believe it or not, Mike, we actually start practice almost every single practice with a layup drill. Uh, <laughs> Seeing that in the first quarter, in the first half, you wouldn't believe it. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that. We have to because that's something that we're still lacking. Uh, you know, even with a convincing win, we could have extended that earlier in the first quarter. Um, you know, Claire missed several, Ab did. And so the good part about that is we were able to get to the hole 
uh, you know, with their size and on film, they did a great job clogging the lane. And I was kind of surprised Caspel didn't play more of a th- their 3-2 zone, mm-hmm. uh, especially with us knocking down shots. I mean, Grace got hot, Mads hit a couple, Clara hit a couple, and he still stayed in man. I was, I, I just kind of confused me. But, uh, you know, it worked to our advantage. And even in the 3-2 zone, we still were able to get shots. And that's that's whenever we were able to really start driving and attacking was when they were playing that defense. Yeah, Grace Barnes really got it going for you from the outside with three trays in the first half. Ended up with four in the ball game. But uh, she certainly had a nice hot hand there in the first half for you. Yeah, and in the second half there, after she hit that fourth one, she had that fifth one too that was halfway down. It yeah. rattled out. So, I mean, she almost had five. But uh, that goes to show how much Grace has grown, you know. Uh, we've t- we've been talking about her all year and how she stands out not only on the defensive end and her effort, but uh, she's got potential to be that third and fourth scorer. And here late, we've really seen it. And so, uh, you know, we got to continue to have that consistency from Grace, so that way we know on any given night this is what she's going to produce. We know what Clara and Mads is going to do. Now it's between Grace Ab. Bailey and Katie J, we got to get those three super consistent so that way we know without a doubt this is the goal that we have this is what we need to reach and and so that way um you know if we were trying to score 60 60 points in a girls basketball game is pretty convincing and so with those three coming on and being more consistent and reaching that 60 point goal then you know some of those close wins lacking in the third quarter all that's changed by those girls being more consistent defense carried you to a 10 to 3 lead out of the first quarter of play but really blew it open with uh got the offense cranked up finally 16 to 4 in the second quarter and uh for all intents and purposes the game was over at that point 26 to 7 and uh, you never cruised but you were fairly close in the second half but obviously the second quarter uh really got things cranked up yeah and, and looking listening back to the uh to it this morning mike you were talking about how i don't know if we're even going to reach 40 points combined <laughs> and so i was thinking man he was right because thinking about it in the moment i mean i knew i knew it was going to be sloppy to start with I, I knew just for the fact that we hadn't played in so long and and so uh, but for our girls to come out and, you know, Cassville beat Monette by 26 Monday night. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up scoring 60 points or right around 60 points or something like that. And so, you know, for them to be held to seven points, our girls to do that, I am so proud of the fact that even though we were missing shots and layups, we continue to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got those those quick fouls. Katie J got those quick fouls. But we continue to play. Uh, you know, Clara Bailey, Bailey Oz stood out to me how hard and physical she played. Um, even after the, you know, the Morris girl threw her down, uh, she continued to play. Uh, and that's well, District what we, wrestling is going on. It is, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and I even I, – I, th- those officials, I, I enjoyed that group yeah, of officials. Oh, yeah, group. Yeah, uh, group, yeah. And, and I, told, I told Phil, I said, hey, I, I love physical play, <laughs> but I don't like dirty play. And so uh, that and them stepping out of bounds, I gave him a hard time about that. I said, we are playing red around, right? Because Phil missed one and Mike missed one, and they both mm-hmm. – did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm upset about. So uh, they they did great, but our girls, Grace and, and Mads, uh, you know, we were we worked on some things. We worked on our press, uh, and in the first half, I th- I think that kind of slowed them down. And then in the second half, they adjusted a little bit to it. But then also, the way they were cutting, we didn't exactly um, show that in practice. We just showed her cutting and then coming back 
to the to the top of the their offense to get the reverse. And so for her to sit there, uh, that's something that we can work on. So once again, that's something even after a win that we're able to go back and learn from. Uh, but overall, I, for us to be able to extend, I extended Grace and Mads in our two three zone. And then uh, Bailey and Claire was extending too. So, I mean, it almost looked like man, but then Ab was plugging the middle. And so uh, I felt like that changed and altered their offense too because you could tell he wasn't for sure what to call. The girls, they were starting to think. And so when you get players thinking, but we aren't on defense, good things happen. And you saw that in the first half with the 26-7 to uh, lead going into halftime. Well, the one uh, black market probably was, again, your, for the second straight game, your post players got into foul trouble. Uh, Abby Athena and Grace, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Katie Johnson. And uh, Abby last, lasted a minute and, a, and 11 seconds before she was on the bench sitting next to you. And, and Katie Johnson got three fouls in the first half or close to that. And so, and I, and you watched the game back, but I tried to read your lips a little bit, you know, and uh, you obviously told them during the game, we got to have you on the floor. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, sitting over here by me is not doing any good. No, and, and you were spot on. I mean, uh, and maybe you read my lips or even heard me because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I even told you this last night, but I actually got a tooth pulled. Oh no! Yesterday, no. Uh, it took the the dentist two hours to get that sucker <laughs> out, and so uh, with that hole back there, I feel like if I talk quietly, it almost sounds like I have a list. And so I was trying to project, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was speaking up a little louder than I probably should. And so you you might have been able to hear that last night, but yeah, either one of them because honestly. With with Ab getting in foul trouble, that messes up our, our usual rotation. Bailey Bailey Austin had to play extended minutes, and I mean she did a great job of it. Yes, yeah, she did. I mean I have I have trust that she's able to do that, and confidence she's capable of doing it. She did it last night, but you know usually Katie J is my first sub for Bailey, and so for Ab to pick up, I mean, she's solid, I, and that that's probably a fifty fifty call. Uh, you know, mm. with the hand on. That's why she got that foul. But honestly, I didn't think she pushed the girl. She had her hand on, and she she touched the ball before it touched her. So her hand was in the passing lane. Like I said, that's a 50-50 call. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that because some of the other stuff that they missed. But um, for her to sit on the bench, it hurts us, especially when we we have uh, post players that we're playing against who have a height advantage. Ab's our best rebounder. Abs are are one of our most physical. I say that I can't say the most because then you say that uh, Katie Katie J just goes in there and, and is a bull in a china shop, and Bailey Oss is diving on the floor. So you can't say the most physical because all three of them put off that very physical uh, hustle vibe. And so, uh, but with with Ab inside that height advantage, we have to have that. And she knew she understood. Her thing is though she can't get frustrated with herself. Uh, she knew she messed up, and and uh, you know it, did it kind of go downhill a little bit in the third quarter when she picked up her third? Yeah, but uh, I thought she responded when I put her back in, and, and she continued to play and grab rebounds, and and so her and Katie both did. Um, you know the the couple of things in the second half that did stand out to me was Katie did have three fouls, and but you got to continue to move your feet. She just stood straight up. And I told her straight up, which she did. So thank you for doing that, Katie J, for listening. <laughs> but uh, uh, continue to move your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't reach. That's what when we say straight up, you got to continue to play defense and at least body them up to try to get them away from the basket. Don't reach is what is what I'm trying to accomplish with with telling them to stay straight up. Don't don't be a statue. And her and that bolt, they did it. They each did it once in the second half, and, and we gave more the Morris girl uh, two layups out of that. Yeah. And so. Uh, that's something once again that we're going to go back to and practice and talk about and, and let them understand you can still move your feet. It, it's just the fact that you can't bail them out 
by putting your hands down or trying to even touch the ball when they're going up for a shot to get a silly foul out of it. It's always the principle of verticality. Uh, players have find it so hard not to try to come down yeah. on that ball, and uh, whether it be a volleyball spike or atomic or chop or whatever. But uh, it's 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 hard to stay you know hands extended because you think the player's going to shoot over you anyway, and they want to get they want to get their hand on that ball. Yeah, and, that, and that's something that we've struggled with all year. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, Claire's been trying to be a shot blocker. Uh, we saw it at the when the, when our JV girls came in. Peyton and Kaylee, Kaylee Hulk and Peyton, both of them were trying to block shots. At that one point, McCracken drove and she was out of control. And, and Kaylee Holcomb tried to, what do you, you're 5'4, <laughs> realistically 5'2. You're not blocking anybody's shot. What, what, we, what I'm trying to get our girls to understand is, Mike, is, is whenever we have quick athletic guards like we do, the transition from dribbling from the floor going into your shot, going into their shot, that's when you grab the ball and try to get a jump ball. Katie Johnson does a great job of it. You see it all the time. And so that's what our guards need to do because, you know, nine out of ten times, if you just grab it rather than slapping down, you're going to get a jump ball or you're you're even going to take it away from them. When they see the slap down action, it's immediate foul. And so uh, that's something Claire's getting better at. Uh, you know, but that's something that now Ab and Katie's got to understand that if, if you get your, your body belly to belly with them, if you body them up, they have no place to bring the ball up into their shot. And so you might knock it out with your elbow or even with your stomach or shoulders with them bringing it up. And you aren't gonna get, you're not going to get a foul for that because you're not coming down on them. But, you know, even with wins, Mike, we're able to take stuff away that we're able to improve on and, and still – uh, we got time in our season to improve on those things so that way when we get to districts, there's no doubt that, that we're ready to roll and we make a, a really good run at this. Well, we're going to talk about Monday's uh, game. We don't know who that's against yet, but we're going to talk about uh, Monday here scenarios here in just a second because, first of all, you're going to need to – and we'll talk about uh, district scenarios as well since the C meeting's a, a week – actually, one less than one week. 16th, next, yep. yeah, next Wednesday. Uh, so, uh, forget we're not broadcasting on Thursday this week – or on Wednesday for Tiger Talk. So, it is uh, next Wednesday for the seed meeting. We'll get into a little bit of that here in a second. But let's talk about your opponent tomorrow night. Travel down to Anderson to take on the McDonald County Lady Mustangs. If you're headed down there – uh, pack a lunch. It'll be a long night. Um, and uh, if things stay status quo, McDonald County has one of the more elaborate court warmings <laughs> and yeah. so that you'll see. So uh, it does tend to be a long night, and I've seen more of their homecomings than I have Nevada's. And so it's uh, uh, the, for some reason, I'd like to schedule us for homecoming. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun time. It's a good crowd. It's a good atmosphere. But at any rate, uh, tomorrow night, uh, three and six games we played uh, C teams, JVs, and varsities for both the boys and girls. Tomorrow night, though, a big game for you. Uh, for the varsity starting 6.15, 6.30, somewhere yep. in that area tomorrow night uh, because uh, we talked about it on a post game last night. Now you have a shot uh, to take a, uh, the sole possession of the Big 8 West uh, division title. And the Big 8 West, a division that Nevada quite literally has dominated uh, since getting back into the Big 8 conference. A little step back last year, but right back in that position uh, this season. So a big night tomorrow night against the McDonald County team is 4-17. and 17. Um, I haven't posted a lot of wins, but we saw what happened, and we're going to get this there in a second. We saw what happened with Springfield Catholic last night against Logan Rogersville, yep. a four-win team. Uh, so you got obviously have to, your team has to be ready to go tomorrow night to, to accomplish that goal. Yeah, and Mike, we've been witnessing that all season. You know, uh, the first one that stands out to me was P Hill mm-hmm. when they were one and seven and came in at our mm-hmm. place and smacked us right in the face. And so, um, to me, at this point in our season, uh, and, and 
this is just my opinion. Records mean nothing. Nobody, nobody, I'm not even worried about our record. It, it's all about showing up because every game's different. You saw what we did at Clinton in the, in the championship game to par- compared to what we did last night. Completely different ball club in the second and third quarter. And so um, even defensively, we were a completely different ball club. And so every night's a new night. Uh, you know that, And that's where we got to go and get more consistent uh, of showing up and knowing what we're going to get. And so, uh, you know, I hope Castle carries over to Friday night. They got uh, Matt County. You know, they, they they lost several to graduation. Um, you know, they had an all-conference player um, who graduated, and so they. But they they still returned some pieces. They got a junior. Uh, he's got her as a, a forward, uh, Samar Smith. Uh, I think she's legit six foot. She does. She did a great job during volleyball season two for them. She can hit the outside shot. Honestly, she she reminds me of of our ab and so she can go inside she's very physical on the glass pulls a lot of rebounds and then they got um number 40 i just blanked on her name uh leech number 40 leech um you know she's not as tall but super physical takes up a lot of space inside and so uh, we got to do a good job because that's what they want to do they do want to go inside to those two girls or throw it into the leech girl inside and then have uh samara standing outside on the three-point line and, and her knocking down shots. Those are their two best players. And then they have um, a sub that come in off the bench, number 25. Uh, I haven't got her number. I haven't got that far into film yet. But uh, that's that's one that we we got to be aware of because she's, she knocked down two uh, in the Neosho game that I've watched so far. And so um, by this time, I mean in the afternoon, by this mm-hmm. time I, I'm going to have two more games broke down. But um, – they're scrappy, and what what Coach Crane's going to do is he's going to throw every defense you could possibly think of out there. Uh, in the films that I've watched, is he's been in a one three one, he's full court pressed, he's been in a two three zone, he's been in a two three zone with the chaser in the middle. Uh, at one point in the film, Mike, there there's four people on the ball, and so I mean we got to take care of and be strong and be able to throw out of that and get the right angles so that way we get layups. I mean teams are getting layups on them. But they're also turning the ball over uh, almost every other time because of how many people are flying at them. We can't let that speed us up. And so they, they played a box and one. And like I told you last night in the post game, I have no doubt that they're going to come out in a triangle and two because there's teams that ran triangle and two and had a little success against us. And so, um, you know, we know what's at stake, though. And that's what's going to keep our emotions high is, is wanting to get back on top as conference champs. Uh, and so uh, we're very capable of it. We've been doing it for the last several years. You know, unfortunately, uh, we weren't able to to do that last year. However, it was still it was super close. I mean, we lost to Lamar by uh, three, and then the next night we lost to Seneca by two. And so, um, you know, five points. We were five points away from being conference champs mm-hmm. last year. And so uh, that that's set in the back of our mind. And and we set the goal from day one um, in November that we are going to be conference champs. And so you could see that our girls are hungry. We're ready for it, and we're ready to play Matt County tomorrow night. I guess the comment, I guess the the quick question back on that is: uh, Are you concerned about your players being too keyed up at the beginning of the ball game? Um, passing wise, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just because sometimes, I mean, when we when we could force a lot of things uh, at times, and so when you're amped up, you're going to let you know maybe some things fly because you are amped up, and, and the 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 thought process of Hey, uh, probably not this, not this time. Maybe you know the next time down the floor. But then again, no, because we love to run, 
And for us to be amped up and ready to go to start that game, it's going to help us in transition uh, of getting stops on defense and getting out and going. And so, uh, it, you know, it, it could be a double-edged sword, Mike. And so we got to be ready for that. Um, but but I, I feel like our girls have done a great job controlling their emotions. Um, and we, we saw that last night, too. And so the, the thing that we got to do is come out and play defense. Uh, we're going we're gonna to show a 2-3 zone again. Um, you know, we just got to know where those two shooters are. But I, I felt like our girls last night did a great job of flying around, moving when the ball was moving, talking to each other on defense. Uh, we got a lot of touches, but we also got a lot of steals out of that 2-3 zone last night. And then we're also we're going to press them. Um, with that, that guard who graduated last year, um, you know, they're still trying to find some point, point guard roles uh, with, with that group. They're still trying to find some scores. And so – uh, we got to get up and get after them. We got to use our speed and our skills to to our advantage, and and that goes with with pressing and, and playing solid on defense. Auxiliary, auxiliary gym will be busy along with the main gym tomorrow. As we mentioned, six games, uh, the C team games will be played simultaneously at four thirty, and then uh, the girls varsity will start at about six fifteen, six thirty, somewhere in that area, uh, depending on the length of the C team game, and then uh, the homecoming uh, court warming activities uh, tomorrow night. And uh, but it'd be a big night tomorrow night. If you can't make it, we'll of course have all the action for you tomorrow night. We'll talk about those broadcast plans a little bit later on in the program. But uh, let's move ahead to to Monday, and uh, of course we don't know your opponent yet. We can um, it's uh, peers will either be Marshfield or or Springfield Catholic. Uh, both of them are playing tonight in key ball games to help determine that. Uh, so, uh, but at any rate, either way, you're going on the road. Either way, you got a long trip yeah. uh, on Monday. So, uh, I, I'm sure you'll be anxious after tonight to, to find out who that is and uh, and then start making your battle plans for Monday. Definitely. I mean, especially Mike, if we come out Friday night tomorrow night with a big win uh, and being the Big A West Conference champs. And, uh, on Monday, we have a, a great chance to take the Big Eight, the whole thing, the whole conference. And so, uh, absolutely, you know, either either one of those teams are going to be a true test. Uh, you know, Marshfield's young, but they got a, a great sophomore class that, uh, what I heard, they're all like 5'8", 5'10", girls. And so, <laughs> they got some height, but then they got some skill. You know, they've had success this year. Um, I, I don't know a lot about Catholic um, early on, that's the, that seemed to be the favorite. Uh, however, we did see that Logan Rogersville beat him by 30 last night, which you know really shocked me. But um, Logan Rogersville one has a new coach. Uh, they had a new coach. They gave us a run for our money too down yeah, at third place. Killed by injuries. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too. You know, they had that post player that did a great job last year for them. Uh, she was out with an ankle injury. And then their guard late, remember, she, mm-hmm. I think it was either her knee or ankle. Yeah. And so, uh, the ki- I think it's Kibby is what her name is. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure they've been battling that too. And, and it's maybe there sounds like they're back to full health. And, and you know, that's why they were able to give Catholic everything they wanted last night. So, um, either way, it, it, if we get Marshfield or, or Catholic, they're going to be good games for us. And, you know, this late in the season, that's what we want. You know, we got we got Marshfield coming up. We got Eldo, who's ranked again, and so we got a lot of good opponents coming up to take us into to, uh, to take us into districts. And so, uh, you know, we we got a good chance to have a, a great month of February, and you know, it starts uh, tomorrow night against Matt County, and then hopefully we figure out tomorrow night what the crossover is going to look like for Monday. But yeah, either way, it's going to be a travel, and uh, it seems like once again we're on the road. So. <laughs> 
Get well, used to it. Well, uh, the scenario, uh, in case you're wondering, Springfield, Springfield Catholic is playing at Mount Vernon tonight. Uh, Mount Vernon is 10-9 and nine on the year. Uh, Marshfield is playing uh, – they're playing tonight at Logan Rogersville, who just beat Springfield Catholic uh, last night, so it could be a big good battle there. If basically, if uh, Springfield Catholic uh, wins tonight, they're going to get that one spot. That's uh, If Marshfield – if both teams win, Catholic still gets it because Catholic – has a win over Marshfield, that would be the tiebreaker. The real fun one would be if both Springfield Catholic and Marshfield lose tonight, then you're looking at a very likely scenario of a four-way tie for first, and I wouldn't try to figure that one out. Yeah, that's that's above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah. so, we'll, let, we'll let the athletic directors figure that one out. Especially on the east side, and then we'll just let, let them tell Coach Hawks, and Coach Hawks yeah. can do the trickle effect and tell all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's going to be interesting, so uh, we'll see what happens after that. I see if it's clear-cut or if uh, they have to – they get the, what they call those things, abacuses? Uh, uh, those little things that you, I don't know. That was a bad joke anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. That, man, I, I, just, I tried it in an area I shouldn't have gone into. That, that might have be, uh, been above my pay grade too there, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I was a broadcasting manager. <laughs> At any rate, so we got that. And then uh, we already mentioned, of course, the District C meeting is next Wednesday. We're going to talk uh, next Wednesday uh, uh, when you're getting ready for that. But we'll, so we'll dive more into that later. But – Again, two important games because you need to get as many wins as you can get. Absolutely, uh, you've got the potential now for 16 wins going into that uh, seed meeting with a loss to Clinton and a loss to Pleasant Hill. You need all you can get. Yeah, and I mean, even even with the the situations, the next two two games, whatever happens, happens, Mike. But uh, we know our work's going to be cut out for us, and and uh, unfortunately, that that's how it's played out. But uh, with those losses, like I like I said last week, that has lit a fire in our belly. And so uh, if, if it comes down to, you know, we get bumped because of head-to-head, well, we're going to get the, the first draw against one of those two teams that, that did beat us. And so, um, you know, we want to we replay them. Uh, and so uh, whatever happens, happens. But uh, at this point, you know, I, I feel like the girls' side of the, the districts, it, it's a solid group. It's I'm, tough. Yeah. I mean, I think Harrisonville's 18-2. and two. got to Desi- win Notre Dame. Yeah, Desion. I mean, they'll probably be the number two seed, which Harrisonville beat them. But I, I think they're like 10-4 and four or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're up there in, with a high win percentage. Uh, you got us that are, is right there, too. I mean, you know, we played a lot of games. Um, and, and those losses, too, though, Mike, were, were single digits um, – that we probably should have won besides the CJ and Webb game. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's that's how it played out, I guess, in the Blue Springs. But, um, you know, that's how it played out. So whatever whatever the reason is or, or wherever the seed happens, wherever we are, uh, I have no doubt that our girls are going to be ready to play. And, and uh, you know, like I, like I said last week too, Mike, is I'd much rather play instead of having games off. And um, that way we can just stay in sync. And our girls don't get tired of practicing. This this late in the year, I mean, it was great to see you know a couple of things that we're able to work on and practice now. But the further we get into it, the less and less hopefully we have things to practice. And so we don't want that. We got to keep our girls hungry and interested. And so uh, hopefully we get to play. And whatever happens, happens. Yep, it's a three game week next week uh, with games on Thursday and Friday, which we'll cover on next week's program. Uh, El Dorado Springs on Thursday and Smith Cotton on Friday. And right now, Nevada scheduled wrap up the regular season on the 22nd on tuesday the 22nd at marshfield yep subject to change based on what happens for monday guys possibly exactly <laughs> it d- depends on what happens with the, the crossover game on the 14th so uh we'll see hopefully you know if we do play marshfield uh and 
canceling that and maybe uh, there's a couple teams that that have a possibility that we can reschedule for so um but if you play class if you play catholic you're you'll plan on playing marshfield on 27 definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll definitely yeah. do that because uh, for us to play them on monday the 14th and then turn around around a week later and play them on you know the 20th it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense yeah. uh and so uh but you know, whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you know, our girls, once again, we're, we're trying to accomplish something big right now, and, and that's conference champs. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow night. Go get that Big 8 conference championship. You already have half of it. Go get the rest of it you tomorrow bet. night. We'll see you there. You bet. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Lady Tiger head coach Blake Howarth will come back, and we'll talk boys basketball. Head coach Sean Gray after this timeout on Tiger Talk.